In the teaching that Jesus gives in the gospel today, we can say that there are three phases. And these three phases really tie in very well with three major themes of the Advent season. So, first of all, Jesus begins by speaking about the end of the world. And, of course, it's always very interesting to read all the descriptions in the scriptures about how we will be at the end of the world, what that will be like. But one of the most interesting to me is always this uh, detail that Jesus adds in the gospel today when he says, People will die of fright in anticipation of what is coming upon the world. That's very interesting to think about. I mean, there are all kinds of natural disasters and terrible things that happen already in the world today. But not a lot of people die of fright because of them. What does this mean? That people will die of fright because of what is coming upon the world. Well, I think we can get something of a better idea if we go back a couple of verses before where our gospel picks up today to where Jesus' disciples ask him, when is the end of the world going to come? And Jesus begins by responding, do not be deceived. For many, I tell you, will come saying, I am he and the time is come. Do not believe them. But it's very interesting that he begins by saying, do not be deceived. He's teaching us something very important there, a truth that we can hang our hat on, that we can take to the bank every time. And that is, behind every sin, there is a lie. There is some kind of deception. The world says, you know, you can do that. Everybody else is doing that. It won't hurt you. God won't care. You know, you're no different than anyone else. Or the devil says, you know, well, you know, God is, is not going to hold you accountable for that. You don't have to try that hard. He, uh, he'll love you no matter what. Or our, our flesh, you know, our, our corrupted human nature says, well, that's so hard. I can't do it. It's just too difficult. I'm going to give in. These are the lies that we tell ourselves or that other people tell to us. But on the last day, whether that be the end of the world or the moment of our own death, Jesus will come as the just judge who will reveal to us the truth. The truth about ourselves. And we will see how much of our lives are actually built upon lies. And that, I think, is what will cause people to die of fright. Not that that's going to get you out of the judgment. I mean, you know, Jesus comes to judge the living and the dead, so you're going to get judged either way. But it's going to be terrifying to see how much of our lives are built upon lies. But the real question is, when we're confronted with the truth about ourselves, what is our response? My grandmother, God rest her soul, when she was older and pretty senile, she used to get taken advantage of by these scams that would come in the mail. Uh, people, these companies say, you've won $10,000. All you have to do is purchase another 80 or or $100 worth of stuff out of our catalog. You know? And we would tell her all the time, Grandma, this is a lie. These people are lying to you. You're not going to get that money. But she could never accept that. She always said, no, I'm a winner. It says right here. It's so painful when people that we love get taken advantage of in that way. But it shows us that this is the terror of the human will. We have the ability to look at a situation and say, I'm not going to accept the truth. I'm going to believe what I want to believe. That's the way I prefer it to be. 
And when God stands, when we stand before God and we see the truth about ourselves, we can choose to do that. We can say, I'd rather believe this lie than accept the truth about myself. In Advent, which is a penitential season, that's what the purple that we wear means, one of the great things that we are called to do is to make use of the sacrament of penance. Because when we go to confession, we have to confront the lies. The lies that we tell ourselves or that other people tell us that cause us to sin. All of us, in one way or another, have accepted those lies. And we have to, to learn that humility to accept the truth about ourselves. This is, um, this is what's going to save us on the last day. St. Faustina used to say, or used to call the confessional, the tribunal of mercy. And we must stand before the judge in the tribunal of mercy if we are not going to be afraid to stand before him in the ultimate tribunal of truth and of justice at the last day. So that's the first phase that Jesus has in his teaching today. But then he moves on to this second phase. And he says, when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads, because your redemption is at hand. So what should the response of the followers of Jesus Christ be when everything starts to fall apart? It should be that our our heads are up. That we are standing, we are confident, we are filled with hope and joy because we cling and believe in the one thing that lasts forever. The one thing that will not fall apart. Jesus Christ. Faith, hope, love. These three things last because they are in Jesus Christ. What are the things that are falling apart in our life right now? There's always something. Maybe it's our relationship with our children is not the best Maybe our marriage seems to be falling apart. It could be our health that's falling apart or our job that's falling apart. There's always something in life that's falling apart. But when we have faith in Jesus Christ, then we can stand erect and raise our heads even in the midst of that. Think of Job in the Bible. He lost everything. His, his children, his, all of his wealth and property, his wife was criticized. Him. He left, lost everything. But in the midst of that, he was able to say, The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So he was able to hold up his head and not lose faith. And when we're able to do that, we experience great joy. And joy is, of course, another theme of the Advent season. Advent is not like Lent, where we're entering into the sufferings of Christ and doing penance for that reason. But instead, it is a period of joyful expectation, waiting for Christ to come. And so, we, in the season of Advent, we're called to have that attitude of joy, knowing that Christ is our focus. You know, St. Perpetua, who was one of the very early martyrs in the church, the way that she was killed is... They threw her into the arena, this was during the early persecutions, into an arena with a mad cow. And that cow, you know, like beat her up and knocked her around, and then eventually they pulled her out and beheaded her. But the interesting thing is that when she came out of the arena from being beaten up by the mad cow, she looked around at her fellow Christians and said, when are they going to throw us to the beasts? 
She was so, like, focused on Christ, so filled with anticipation of where she was going as a martyr, that she didn't even notice that she was getting beaten up by this mad cow. Had no idea. She was in an ecstasy. We can have that sense of joy and of faith and certainty, too, when we know that Jesus is the rock that lasts. Now, then we finally move on to the third phase of Jesus' teaching here. After he gives us that assurance, he then reminds us, do not become drowsy, be vigilant, be vigilant. If we're going to keep intact this joy that we have, if we're going to keep intact this humility that allows us to resist the lies of sin, then we have to have Good habits. This is another truth that we can take to the bank. If we want to change our lives, then we have to change our habits. What are the things in my life that need to be changed? And again, this is what we do during the Advent season. In our practices, in our penances, we are trying to change our lives, to be vigilant. So what are the things that we need to do? Maybe we need to read the scriptures more often, spend more time in prayer, maybe do some more works of charity during the season of the year. Whatever it is, these works that we do in the season of Advent are to keep us vigilant, to keep us focused on Jesus Christ. So if we use these three things that Jesus teaches us in the gospel to reject the lies of sin, to uh, hold up our heads in faith and in joy, and to be vigilant by our practices and penances, then we'll be prepared not only at the end of the Advent season for the first advent of Christ, but we'll be prepared for his second advent when he comes again to judge the living and the dead.